today on Real Radio. Our culture, evil is good, good is evil, black is white, white is black, wrong is right, right is wrong. Our world is flipped. And now we're starting to reap of the disastrous consequences of, as it were, a parentless world. And you know what I mean by parentless world. I'm talking about a godless world. Welcome to Real Radio with Pastor Jack Hibbs. I'm David J. thanking you for joining us today as we listen, learn, and are challenged by God's Word, the Bible. On today's edition of Real Radio, Pastor Jack now continues his series called Anchored, a study in 1 Peter, with a message called All in the Family. You know, the Apostle Peter was one of the disciples of Christ who later on became the leader of the first church. Now, there were times when Peter failed the Lord, that's true, but he learned that through Christ's forgiveness and compassion, he could find joy, even in the midst of failure, sorrow, and pain. It's also why Peter challenges us to live holy, love others, and to submit to God's authority. There are times when life just isn't easy, that's the truth. The Lord taught us through Peter's letter and through his word to engage our culture, not in anger or violence, but through love and kindness. That way, others will see the difference that Christ has made in our own lives. So today on day two of this message, Pastor Jack tells us we don't need to go back to the former things in this life. God and his mercy will always make a way of escape for us. Our world calls good evil and evil good. But Jesus... He is the open door to salvation and invites you into a new life with Him. And now in his message called All in the Family, here's pastor and Bible teacher Jack Hibbs. In the flesh, there's things that you and I pick up. But look, there are things communicated by DNA. And then in our home life, there are things in this natural life, there are things that have been communicated to us by what is known as learned response behavior. You may have seen your, when bad news came to your home, you may have seen your mom or your dad go to prayer. And from an early age, you learned to pray. In fact, I see it in these services. It's so beautiful. You guys only attend one service on Sunday. I attend all three. And uh, I sit in various places and I watch. And I see worship. There's always near the back where the little kids are at. During worship, mom or dad's got their hands up and you, and you see a little junior, uh, his hands go up. He's a, he doesn't know what he's doing, but he, what's he, he's re- learned response behavior. He's watching dad. Dad's got his hands up. Junior puts his hands up. Why? Because dad's got his hands up. Trouble may have come to your home as a child, and then you saw your dad not go to prayer, but he went to Jim Beam. He went to the altar of Jack Daniels. And you learned how to deal with your problems by drinking because you saw your dad respond to challenges by drinking. Learned response behavior. In the same token... God shows us his spiritual nature and the Holy Spirit comes inside the believer and teaches us on how to walk with God, how to follow him. And what do we wind up doing? When we were once of a different father in this world, now we are of a new father in a heavenly world and we learn how now to deal with problems differently, don't don't we? And we uh, work through life completely following him, being a child of God. The obedience that's spoken about here, it's a very... A wonderful word. It means that we, we, we uh, desire to follow. Friends, this is important to me. All of you hear this loud and clear. Share this with your friends. Nowhere does God put you in a headlock to make you follow him. Did you know that? He will never yoke you up to a burden and drive you like a slave. 
God delivers you out of slavery. It's all about a loving relationship. That's what God wants with you. And if you don't have that, you need that. When you see him, your heart wells up with love for him. Just like a young child to a father. And so dad puts on his boots and he works in the yard. And you see Junior try to put his little size two foot in a size 12 boot and he's trying to follow in dad's steps. That's a beautiful thing. And think of yourself spiritually. You and I are following God, and he, that's all he says is, you, you come, let's go, let's do this. And it's a joy to walk in obedience. He's not gonna put you in a headlock. He'll invite you to come. He invited you to come into the family in the first place, and he invites you to walk with him all the way through to the end. God is good that way. Verse 14 goes on, follow it with me, that we are to be now not conforming or a nonconformist, we would say, ourselves to the former lust. You ought to circle the word former. It means who you and I were before. Do you remember that? Do you remember you used to have these, uh, oh, watch, uh, how do I put it? These spontaneous impulses to obey the demands of another. Whatever my flesh wanted, I went with it. Now, I asked questions later. I thought this, I grabbed it, that was it, and then I thought about the consequences. I was in the world. What are you looking at me like that for? You're, so, you're like, you? Are we, are, we, uh, are, we, uh, are we here? We're all here? So do you remember your former lust? He does and she does. Yes, you do. Listen, I tell you what, well, you know what? Maybe you don't. Maybe you're still in them. And you've never been born into the family, so you don't know what former is. But I go to church every Sunday. Ain't no matter. Think of it. I just made that up, by the way. Think, I think that's God talking to us. Maybe there is no former in your life. I've never had a change. I just go to church and I just, I've always done my thing. Whatever I want, I do. If it's at his expense, if it's at her expense, I grab all the gusto I can. I live for me. It's me, myself, and I. I keep in touch with myself. I'm a legend in my own mind. The world's here to serve me. The world is mine. Ooh. But for those of us who once were like that and Christ got a hold of us and showed us his love and his grace and his power to forgive, we remember the former lust and they're dangerous to us. They're scary. And they come in all kinds of forms. But they're dangerous. And he says, watch out. Don't conform to those former lusts. You want to know why this is important? The word conform means to fall back into the mold to fall back into the mold, to take something out. Imagine something that is shrink-wrapped. Is that the right word? Or mold, uh, ejection molding? That's not the right word either. It's molded. You bought it. It arrives at your door through Amazon. You open up the package and you peel the plastic away from the item. Have you noticed that the plastic that you peel away from the item, it holds the shape of what the thing is? And then it's easy to put the thing back into the molded plastic? Think of it. It's what? Cast, a silhouette, good words, exactly that. Get up here and teach the rest of this message. <laughs> That's a good word. Listen, it's very easy to take the thing and put it back in the packaging that it came from because it holds the mold of what it once was. 
The world is, listen, the world is holding its mold of your old life. It's there. You know it's there. It says things like this. Hey, you want to get back in? Oh, come on. Just slide back in. I'm waiting for you. You know that temptation? And you resist it. You fight. This is the life of the Christian. And Peter is saying, watch out. Don't go back to that mold, that silhouette, that cast that had once been your life. Oh, man, I tell you what, I wish you could have been with me on Tuesday. But hey, wait a minute. Thank God many of you were. Many of you were in Sacramento. And you know what? Great show of people. Tremendous. ABC News was there. CBS News was there. And, and listen, people from across this state stood and gave testimony to the state Senate on why it's a bad idea to pass AB 2943 for our religious freedoms and for hope. They listened to everything. 51 people got up, young people, ranging from about 18 to 30 years of age. And they went up to the microphone in front of our state leaders and they said, we want you to know, hi, I'm making this part up now. My name's Susie, she said. But she said, my name's Susie and I was formerly a lesbian and I found out that I could change. God changed my life and, and, I, and I don't take this hope away from me. And the next person got up behind her and this person was a homosexual. This person was what? And a line got up and testified. And at the end of it, the chairman of the committee said, thank you for all of your testimony. By the way, one hour and 21 minutes of people, hundreds of people giving testimony that life can be changed. And at the end, the, the seven despots of this state said, we believe it's not possible for you to have changed. And sitting right behind me were four of those that had been changed, young, young girls. I turned right around and I said, don't listen to a word she just said about what God has done in your life. Can you imagine tell, telling somebody you can't change? God changed me. Did God change you? God changes life. But listen, our leaders say no to that. No, listen, they might say no, but the God of heaven says yes. Jesus Christ came to change us. He, he wants to give us and he has given us hope. And I was lost in my sin and God invited me into his family. And I'm grateful for that. And he says that we are not to be conformed any longer to the former lust as in your ignorance. That means when you and I were living in the world, we didn't know. We knew down deep inside on a general sense that what we were doing was wrong, but we couldn't put our finger on it. And then God began to speak. Listen, maybe you're here today or maybe you're watching right now and God is speaking to you and you're beginning to think, yikes, wow. And there's a spark inside of you of hope. You know, at the end of this service today, you're going to be asked to write your favorite verse on the floor. Did you know that? We're going to end early today, and you're going to get up, and you're going to write your favorite verse on the floor. Why? Because carpet, new carpet's coming in on Monday, and they're going to cover it up. And there's verses all over the floor already just from first service. And one guy came up here, and he wrote down his favorite verse, because that's where he accepted Christ, right there. He came right up here. Is that awesome? And I've already seen people doing it uh, during worship, writing their favorite verse down on the floor. And it's going to be, you say, why do that? It's going to be covered up. Because you know what? Known to God. Known to God. Just like I'm standing on top of Bibles right now. You didn't know that. But known to God, right? And uh, think of the beauty this week as these carpet layers will come in and they're going to trowel this glue onto this floor. They're already going to be on their knees and then they're going to be reading verses. <laughs> 
Why not go all the way and accept Christ? We got to pray for their salvation this week. There'll be uh, hundreds of carpet layer type people working here, putting this in, and they're going to get thousands of verses. (laughs) Change lives. As they read these verses, they will no longer be ignorant, huh? Boy, you read the Bible, you find out that there's truth. In 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 4, 2 Peter 1, verse 4 says that you and I may be partakers of the divine nature. What a statement. Having escaped the corruption that is in this world through lust. Did you know that? Lust, hey, let's be honest. Church, listen, lust is awesome. Why do you think it's a temptation? Lust, it burns. Guys, listen, I'm not talking to women. Never been one? Don't plan on being one. I can only talk to guys right now, right here. Guys, women, just tune out. Guys, lust. I'm talking like physical lust. Isn't it weird? Physical lust. Guys, I think this is a testimony to the Holy Spirit. Where does physical lust touch you in your body? I find it remarkable. It's not here, and it's not in other parts. It's right about here. A little bit below the heart and a little bit above the stomach. There's a burning there's a burning that starts. And if it's left unchecked, it begins to consume the entire body until you act it out. And the Bible says, watch out for that. Moses said, sin's pleasurable for a season. But then that season is up. And sin always has a price. It always pays its wages and its death. But the Bible says in 2 Peter 1.4 that we have a new nature Ladies and gentlemen, this is the miracle above all miracles, not the openings of the blind eyes or the, 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 the ability to walk having been crippled. That's, that's, that's miracle on the D level. I'm talking miracle A level, is that God would put his divine nature in one of his children. That you would care more about heaven and want to know God and draw closer to God and to desire to obey God is a miracle. And that's what happens to every child of God. And Jesus said, you can tell the difference. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 20, Jesus said this, therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. Strong statement, right? By their fruits, you will know them. By what fruits? By what comes out of their lives. You know, all of us, listen, okay. We are unauthorized to condemn anybody. Did you know that? When we say don't judge because we're not supposed to judge. The word is actually condemned. None of us have the authority to condemn anyone else. But Jesus says, be a fruit inspector. Look at someone's life, watch them, and you are to conclude what kind of fruit they're producing. This should sober us all up a little bit, right? Think of this. If I were to uh, turn on a camera, put it in my house, put it in my truck, uh, put it on me for 30 days, live streaming my life, 24-7. At the end of 30 days, you should be able to determine if I'm a Christian or not by you watching. And that's true for your life. Imagine your life being recorded on camera or viewed, stream live 24-7. That's what God sees. And Jesus said, you'll know them by their fruits. What are they producing in their life? What comes out of them determines if they're a child of God or not. What a sobering thought, but true. We would all agree this truth for anyone else. 
But when we think about it ourselves, it gets very sobering to watch our lives. And as I said a moment ago, children pick up on that. In your home, if you have young kids or grandkids, those kids are being shaped, cast in a mold as they watch us, as they listen to Mimi and Papa or Mom and Dad. By the way, let me say this. Um, I believe it's Mom and Dad's business ordained of God, and I can prove it from the Bible, that you and I teach our kids from the beginning his or her reality. Until your child comes to faith in God, you are like a God to your kids. Did you know that? That's how God created this family structure. It should be natural for a child to go from their dependence upon you, the parent, to God, his or her parent above. Are you with me? Okay. You want to feel some atmospheric resistance? Hang on to your seats. That means you encourage your son to grow up to be a man. That means you encourage your daughter to grow up to be a woman. The Bible says in Proverbs 22, train up a child in the way that he or she should go. And when they are, not, or when they are old, they will not depart from that way. It's not just a verse about teaching them spiritual truth. It's about teaching them life. You teach your son to be a man. You teach your daughter to be a woman. God ordained it that way. Those are not my words. It comes straight from the manufacturer. God. Our culture, evil is good, good is evil, black is white, white is black, wrong is right, right is wrong. Our world is flipped. And now we're starting to reap of the disastrous consequences of, as it were, a parentless world. And you know what I mean by parentless world. I'm talking about a godless world. Lisa just read me an article yesterday. Maybe you saw it in the news. A man who had become a woman... Now that he has a son, he wants to now, he has regrets. He wants to revert now back to being a man so he can, in his words, teach his son how to be a man. And the very group that encouraged him to go one way is condemning him because he wants to go back. Our nation has lost its mind. God says, I've created you male and female. On this Father's Day, I want to announce that God has created fathers and he's created mothers. Men can only contribute so much into a child's life as a father. And then mom picks it up. And mom can contribute only so much and then dad picks it up. It's the way it works. And you say this stuff today and it's almost like I'm sinning against the cultural police. I guess I am sinning against the cultural police. It's not politically correct to say these things. And yet it's life. And God says that we are his children. He's not confused by that. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 13, Jesus said, Enter in by the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many that go in by it because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way that leads to life and there are few who find it. Are you on that path? That, that, listen, it's a path that is antithesis to this world. This world's the broad way. Jesus says it's narrow. The words of God are life. Jesus said in John chapter 7, 
Verse, uh, chapter 10, verse 7, Jesus said to them again, most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door. Definite article, the door. Not many doors. There's not two doors. There's one door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not hear them. Yeah, isn't that a beautiful statement? God's sheep will not follow strangers. Yeah, good news, huh? Are you a Christian today? You'll never be deceived. The Holy Spirit in you sets your compass. If, listen, if I see something that's biblically off, you're going to know it. You know how you're going to know it? The Holy Spirit's going to say, mm-mm. And you're all going to hear him. It's awesome. Jesus said, they don't listen to others, thieves or robbers. Verse 9, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he might be saved. He could be. What's it say? will be saved. What confidence God gives us. Listen, if you're a child of God today, you have confidence in him. He'll never abort you. I can show you many verses where God invites you into his family. I don't see any verses where God says, get out. Even the prodigal son, which is a picture of God. What happened? The son ran away and the father waited. Did he not? The father waited and loved on his son and waited. And when that knucklehead boy came to his senses, the Bible says he ran back and his father poured out his grace upon his returning son. Is that you today? Have you run far from God and God is saying to you, come on back now, hurry up, let's go. I invite you back, you're my child. That's why you're not happy in the world. That's why you're not happy out there living for yourself. You're a child of God, you're sinning against God and you're miserable. Thank God you're miserable. We wish more miserableness upon you. Why? Because you don't belong in the world. You need to come home where there's rest. The second thing, all in the family are different. Did you know that we're different? In 1 Peter verse 15, chapter one, verse 15, he says, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. We're different. The Christian is different. Pastor and Bible teacher, Jack Hibbs. Here on Real Radio, in a message called All in the Family, we're so glad you joined us today, and our hope is that you are wrapped up and under the safe haven of Jesus Christ, who loves you and wants you to know Him as your personal Savior. All in the Family is part of Pastor Jack's series called Anchored, a study in 1 Peter. It's a series that takes us through the life and times of the Apostle Peter, whose love for Jesus Christ carried him through great persecution, and whose compassion for others still inspires us today. And we'll continue on the next edition of Real Radio. You know, there are a lot of voices out there shouting this and that, spreading their own personal agendas. But Peter warns us not to conform to worldly opinions and instead set ourselves apart from them. One thing that can help us, though, is that we fill our minds and our hearts with the Word of God and to have a quiet time with the Lord. You see, He speaks to us with a still small voice. But His words, they're powerful enough to change our lives for the better. So, if you have yet to start a devotional time or you just need some direction, we would love to help you with that. Pastor Jack has new weekly devotions on his website that he's personally written, and that includes a Bible verse and a conversation that relates to specific verses. So, simply go to reallifewithjackhibbs.org, click on that Devotions tab. You'll also find previous devotions you can tap into and enjoy every day of the week. There's even a link where you can email us if you've been blessed and you want to share your experience. Again, go to our website, reallifewithjackhibbs.org. That's reallifewithjackhibbs.org. 
www.rrmedia.org. And if you need to get a hold of us for any reason, you can call us at 877-RR-RADIO. That's 877-777-2346. Or you can write to us at P.O. Box 1273, Chino Hills, California, 91709. And don't forget, we have other ways to connect with us, such as Facebook, Instagram, and the Real Life with Jack Hibbs app. Or you can visit our website at reallifewithjackhibbs.org and click right there on our contact tab. It's real easy, and we'd be happy to get back to you. This program is made possible by the generous contributions of you, our listeners. Visit us at reallifewithjackhibbs.org. That's reallifewithjackhibbs.org. I'm David J. Until next time, Pastor Jack Hibbs and all of us here at Real Radio wish for you solid and steady growth in Christ and in His Word. We'll see you next time here on Real Radio.